Yeah, I have a feeling that there are at least some people here who don't know me yet. So uh, I'm Father Leo. I've been yeah, associate pastor here since July. Uh, yeah, it's been such a, such a joy uh, and such a privilege to be able to uh, serve and minister uh, to all of you. I'd like to welcome in a special way uh, everyone, but especially our seventh and eighth graders who are uh, here at this Mass, the 6 p.m., preparing for confirmation. Right? I think, can I see a show of hands, the seventh and eighth graders here who are preparing for confirmation? Okay, spread out. Great. Um, yeah, so this homily is going to be in, in two parts. And the first part uh, will be geared more towards yeah, the students. And then uh, the second part will be uh, yeah, for everyone else. I don't know how it's going to go, uh, but we'll see. And then we'll, we'll adapt over time. So, all right, seventh and, and eighth graders, yeah, I'm going to need your, your participation a bit for this first part. All right. Why are you here? Uh, what's your name? Michaela, why, why are you here? Wow. She said, Michaela said, um, by the way, if this is a sign of our faith formation program, I'm, I'm very impressed. She said, because she loves Jesus and she wants to connect with the Lord. Yeah, how awesome is that? Uh, anyone else? St any brave student out there before I, I, I pick on someone? <laughs> I, I hope uh, in the future uh, students don't av uh, <laughs> avoid sitting avoid sitting in the front just because they're going to get uh, picked on to participate. But since you're here, <laughs> uh, your name, please? Leah. Leah. Oh, what a great name. Uh, Leah? Oh, Leah. Yeah, similar to Leo. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, why, why are you here? Yeah, to, to learn about God, to learn about the Lord. Uh, but about about what we're doing right now at, at this time, because we could learn about the Lord, we could love Jesus, but for some reason we've gathered here in this beautiful church, right, for something, right? Obviously, uh, the Mass, right, which is one of the seven sacraments. What's that have to do with anything? What's that have to do with the big picture, right? Because I asked, uh, you know, why are you here? But, and, and you, uh, the two of you responded, in a uh, yeah, very specific way. But what about in, in a big picture kind of way? Like, why are we here? Why are we living? What's, what's the purpose? What's the meaning of life? Where are we going? Where are we headed? Anybody know uh, yeah, where we're headed? What's our, what's our ultimate goal? What's our ultimate destination? Yeah, do you, oh, what's your name? Anna, do you know? What do you think our ultimate destination is? 
Yeah, that's, that's certainly important to succeed in life, I think, to be happy in life. Um, but what about eternal happiness, right? Eternal happiness, being happy forever, even when we leave this world. And when we leave this world, like where, where do we hope to go? Heaven, right? So I think because it's the beginning of the year, it's important to know to like step back a second and, and look at the big picture. Where, where are we headed, right? We're headed towards heaven. And that helps us. It helps us to frame, you know, what's the point of it all? What's the point of life? But also what's the point of coming to Mass? What's the point of preparing for, for the sacrament of confirmation, right? Why is confirmation a big deal? Was anybody here with, uh, for the confirmations we just had this past month? Maybe, maybe a sibling, right, got, got confirmed. You know, Father Brian was the celebrant at the Mass, and he gave, he gave a really um, great and interesting homily. Do, do you remember, like, the point of the homily? I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I hope to see you sitting in the front next time, too. Okay, uh, anybody else? Uh, maybe you weren't, you weren't there. But he spoke about, he preached about the relationship between the Holy Spirit, right? Because that confirmation, you're sealed, you're confirmed with the Holy Spirit and heroism, right? What it looks like to be a hero. And his point was, I think, unless I got it completely wrong, yeah, the Holy Spirit is what strengthens us. It's He who gives us the power to be the heroes that our world desperately needs today. I think my favorite superhero, yeah, when he, was, when he preached about that, it, it made me think about my favorite superhero, Superman, right? Because who's... Uh, yeah, who's more powerful than Superman? Can anybody think of a superhero that's more powerful than Superman? I don't think so, right? No, right? Certainly not Batman. He doesn't even have superpowers. Uh, no knock on Batman. I like him too. Uh, but Superman, he has one weakness, right? Are there any... Uh, Comic book superhero fans here. What, what's Superman's weakness? Kryptonite, right? So I thought of this analogy, right? For Superman, kryptonite, right? It causes his weakness, right? It causes him to be weak and to lose power, right? But what about us who are called to be holy, who are called to be heroes, who are called to be saints? What is it in our lives that's the opposite of kryptonite? What is it in our lives of faith that gives us strength, that gives us power? What's the opposite of kryptonite for us? As disciples of the Lord, as, as baptized Christians. What are you thinking about? The Eucharist, yeah, the faith. Uh, 
I would say it's precisely the sacraments. It's uh, the Eucharist. It's confirmation. These are the things that help us to be who God calls us to be. It's these things that help us to become strong and faithful witnesses in the world. All right, so that's, that's the end of part one, on to part two. So we saw in our gospel that the Pharisees and Herodians, they try to trap Jesus, right, with their question, and they try to diminish our Lord's power and influence. But then he gives them the stunning answer to their question. And this is the point. Repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. He avoids the trap, right? But what does it mean to give to God what belongs to him? What does that mean? What is that exactly? Yeah, it's nothing less than our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength, right? Which we should be, which we are called to give to God, to love God. Being made in God's image and likeness, we're called to give God our entire being. So although we're not of the world, we're in the world, right? We're living in the world. So there are certain legitimate things that we should give to quote-unquote Caesar, right? The government, the rightful government authorities such as Yeah, we should pay our taxes. And there are also other civic duties that we should fulfill. We also need to participate in public discourse, in the public square, as citizens of the world. We're called to give to God what belongs to him in the domain of Caesar. And never to give to Caesar, never to give to the world what belongs to God. Right, such an important distinction for us to hold. Brothers and sisters, we're called not to become secularized ourselves living in the world, but rather to Christianize secular society. It's not easy, not an easy task. It's an immense challenge, especially in the aggressively secular world that we live in that has become more and more de-Christianized. And this is why we need a, the sacraments more than, other, more than ever. This is why we need the strength and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In this world, there are many forces who team up to trap us, to test us. There are those who wish to diminish the mission of the church and seek to damage her credibility, right? Just like we saw the Pharisees try to do with Jesus in the gospel. There are also those who want us to compromise our values, to bend the truths that have been revealed and handed down to us. But we must 
stand firm. We must, we must hold fast to the truths of our faith. We must remain faithful disciples of the Lord Jesus. This Sunday, this gospel, it gives us such a great opportunity to renew our commitment to witness to the good news, right, to the gospel of Jesus Christ, to transform the secular world. You know what a dogma is? It gets a bad rap today in the secular world, right? It has such a negative connotation, I think. But a dogma is the highest level of revealed truth. It's a truth given to us by God. These are the things we hold by faith. So some examples are the Holy Trinity, the Incarnation, and the Immaculate Conception of the Blessed Virgin Mary. A lot of the dogmas we profess in our profession of faith every Sunday. Right? So a dogma, according to our faith, our tradition, is a great thing. It's a good thing. Right? Through God's help then, may the dogma live loudly within each of us.